Welcome to another episode of VGXL, episode 9. I'm your host, Daniel, a.k.a. Games. Uh, we have Jose, a.k.a. El Torrente, and Adocat, a.k.a. Dakota. And uh, today we uh, have a special guest with us. It's going to be uh, my beautiful wife, Pfeffer. How are you doing, Pfeffer? Hi. Hey, guys. What's up? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing good. Um, yeah, so today's uh, main uh, topic is going to be uh, the future of indies and our thoughts on indie games and today to help us with that we brought on Pfeffer who primarily plays indie games if you watch her twitch channel um so yeah how you doing Pfeffer how's how did you even so let's I just wanted to start with a couple of questions and you know kind of get a feel of who we're working with um you know I'm sure a lot of people already know who you are but in case any new listeners are with us today just wanted to you know get a few questions out the way and kind of warm you up a little bit with us <laughs> <laughs> sounds good <laughs> all right so, so tell us like you know so how did you even get into you know streaming indie games like you know give us a little background on how that all even came to be so honestly i was i was always really a bit of a, a casual filthy casual myself after childhood i used to be all up in the N64 as a kid but then of course growing up you get busy and all that turned into a little casual gamer I played a game here played a game there and all that and I mean honestly I just started finding these different weird games and <laughs> kind of started digging for more <laughs> and um so one of them I know I remembered playing early when I first started streaming was uh, a day last day of june mm -hmm. and looking back at it now i didn't realize that was an indie game in itself and it's that's one of the first games that really kind of got me got me in the feels right <laughs> and uh yeah it's a very 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 kind of heart-wrenching at at the end and whatnot but um it was a definitely a, a great play and just kind of going on from there i found uh Indie Boost. Indie Boost. And with Indie mm -hmm. Boost now. Yes. So Indie Boost is is a website that indie developers can sign up for and then they can for I'm not sure if they're still open to content creators, but as a developer you can put your game up on there. You can offer a key and if uh the the content creator wants to grab a key if you're qualified you can go ahead and snag one up all they really ask for is to submit your content to them so they can see it a lot of the times you want to get your your game out there and you that's kind of like a stepping stone in a sense right um they're they're now called a uh, catapult catapult by indie boost or indie boost yeah catapult by indie boost so um it's it's really opened up my eyes with all the different different varieties of, of indie games and i've i've played many games from there yeah. <laughs> it's great <laughs> right right and uh, you know exactly now we both you know stream at the we both start streaming around the same time and i remember you know doing some indie boosts i still do you know try to I've always been meaning to get back to it but yeah indie boost was definitely uh an awesome you know program to get affiliated with that you know both of both of us were able to do and you mm -hmm. know you get to see all the little mm -hmm. cool indie games and you know there's no risk and being able to review them i think was always a cool cool aspect to indie boost but yeah mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. awesome all right it's uh -huh. great no no it's just a great great website it helped me open my eyes more to to all the the indies and 
just kind of secured my love for them. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome to hear. All right, great. All right, then. Well, um, well we're going to move forward with the, the typical recording of the podcast. But for you, hold on tight there. Hang out for a bit. Um, I know some of this game news is not really up your alley, <laughs> but, um, and that's perfectly fine. Um, definitely still very, very, very happy to have you here tonight. Um, so yeah, if anything, um, hang tight and, uh, we'll bring you in a little bit more. F- we'll bring you back during the, uh, topic of the day segment and, um, yeah, we'll go, we'll take it from there. Ooh, sound all good? right. Sounds all right. Perfect. Awesome. All right, then. <laughs> Uh, and now, uh, now time for the news. All right. So, um, so yeah, a few things that we got going on today. So one of the biggest things that happened over this past week, um, which I didn't hear, I didn't see a lot of outlets talking about it, to be honest, it was kind of weird, you know, you know how they always love to like fucking talk mad shit. Um, but yeah, uh, Capcom, uh, there was a massive Capcom leak with all their future shit coming out. I thought that shit was pretty crazy. Um, what happened? It was freaking Resident Evil Outrage. I guess that's a game. <laughs> a lot of these are like uh, quarter four of, I guess, next year and, oh, and okay. 2022. So oh, wow. it's going to run down the list real quick. We're not going to spend too much time on these. Just uh, we've got Resident Evil Outrage, Dragon Dogma 2, Street Fighter 6, Rockman. Uh, or Mega Man North America. So I guess something with that. Uh, Resident Evil 4 Remake, Monster Hunter 6, Biohazard Apocalypse, uh, Street Fighter uh, 6, Ooh. Uh, Final Fight Remake, Power Stone Remake, Power Stone Remake. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess Ultra Street Fighter 6. That's way down the line. You know, they're already planning on how they're going to price, you know, uh, gouge us with uh, extra add ons in games. <laughs> Yep. Oh shit! And then uh, Resident Evil Hunk or Hank? <laughs> Wait, what? And yeah, this that sums it up. Okay, hmm. that's pretty crazy. Fucking Power Stone, yo! How many people have been dying <clears throat> for a Power Stone? Yeah, yeah. I, for, like, that's something. That's a big one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think out of everything, that's the only one I care about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of these are far out, but nah, people definitely care. Like I care about Mega Man. That's kind of cool. Uh, yeah, the Mega Man yeah. one is pretty tight too. I'm into that. Yeah, I just hope it's something something dope because everybody's been for Mega Man. Everybody's been dying for for freaking uh, uh, Legends, uh, mm-hmm. you know. So they need to do something with that. That'd be cool if it was actually something like that. It's been what like 20, 25 years for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's looking like you said way down the road, but it's not a bad list. I mean, the creator of Mega Man, he's no longer with them, right? Like he went and started. He tried to make another game that was like a failure. I forgot. The yeah, name that was on um, Mighty Number no. Nine. Right. All oh, right. So right, I right, feel right. like this is a reboot. Just the fact that it's simply called Rockman. I feel like they're trying to take it back to basics. Who knows? Ooh, that'd be. That'd be well, cool. we had Eleven last year. Mm-hmm. Mega Man Eleven came out last year. And that was that was like what what uh, I guess Mighty Number no. Nine should have been, and it wasn't. Right. Um. Right. So they they kind of did it there with Mega Man. Uh. With um. With Mega Man Eleven. So, you know, we'll did see he, what did happens. Did he come back for that? I don't, I don't think so. I don't know. You know, hmm. I have no idea, to, to be honest. Okay. And and the guy who did it, and I forget his name, but he he was only like a, a small part of the of the Mega Man franchise in general. I guess he, I don't know if he came up with it, and that's why he's trying to do a spiritual successor. But when you look into like the people who worked on the old games, he was only like a small part. So it's like, you know, what I'm saying it's like, yeah, I think he was just in over his head, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, interesting. 
because yeah, because my number nine turned out to be like one of those Kickstarter failures, you know, and a big one too. Yeah, yeah. Yikes. Um, but, yeah. tragic. I mean, the rest of these, you know, like I mean, here's the thing for me: I'm not a fan at all. Like, I hated Street Fighter Five. I Did know you? that people are gonna. It. I hated that game, okay. man. And people always telling me, "Oh, go get the arcade version. It's so much." But like, fuck that. I don't want to play that <laughs> shit. That shit was. That shit's like three years old. That's the only game I've ever traded in and was perfectly fine getting twenty two bucks when I just spent sixty. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. I just wanted that shit out of my house. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get this was... evil out. Yep. Right. And it just felt like. I mean, I it just felt so rushed. And they're already doing it. Look at this street. If this is if this you know. Uh, leak is to be believed. You have Street Fighter 6 third quarter of 2022. Mm-hmm. And then you have Super Street Fighter 6 fourth quarter of 2023. And then you have Ultra Street Fighter 6 fourth quarter. Like, what? Like, who the fuck is trying to stretch this shit out this long, man? Like, exactly. Like, like they're just the old, the same shit they've been playing since fucking the 90s with all those Street Fighter 2s. Yeah, you know, and that's, that's uh, I mean, leave that shit to the fighting. I know, you know, the FGC, the fighting game community is loyal and, you know, people complain so damn much, but they, they'll go and they'll play these games nonstop. It's like, bro, I'm a fighting game, like, fan. I love fighting games, but I'm not that guy. I'm not going to sit here and keep giving them money for the same shit every time. So yeah, like, no Street Fighter Six until uh... quarter four. <laughs> I mean, it might not be no Street. It depends what they bring. Like, I mean, honestly, I, not that my opinion matters, but for me personally, me me to like spend money on playing a game like that. I've just ever since Part Four. Four was the last time I had fun playing a Street Fighter game. Um, yeah. Or a Capcom fighting game. It would be Four and MVC Three. You know, like those were fun games. But other than that. I'm not trying to sit here and play like I played Street Fighter Five and it was just boring, man. It was like it felt like a pretty revamped version of Part Four. Um, it, it just I don't know. I didn't have fun with it. It wasn't enough for me to like get crazy about it. That story, like Ryu's been fucking walking off into the sunset for like forty years. Like, <laughs> he needs to figure his shit out, get a job or something, my dude. Like I'm tired of seeing these guys do the same shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like fuck. That. Yeah, I mean. The- it's it's kind of true what people are saying though that i guess they did flesh it out i they gave it away um i think was it ps plus or i got it on a humble i forget but it looks like they they did add a lot of shit to it but you're right like when you know it was definitely rushed when it first dropped and and yeah it's it was it would just look like a, a like like you said um like a refined version of four like they, it was nothing yeah. like that crazy about it so yeah. maybe six to, maybe they learned a little bit because remember this is i think street fighter 5 came out like right when capcom was make you know cleaning up its name from right. all the shit that got released in the in the 360 ps3 era so right. hopefully you know they they learned their lesson a little bit on this shit and, and save it like you know i have faith in them only because of their track record with everything else because i mean you gotta admit they did make a huge comeback with with the release of uh resident evil 7 and then it was oh, just yeah. it's been that all was like a great yeah that was a great game and um you know for me it's just more like i love i love the old capcom i just feel like all the you know i'm a, i understand that the times change and you have to kind of go with the swing of things but i get tired of these companies getting like they rely on updates and all this shit you know what i'm saying it's like i don't really need to think that i'm getting a, a like half a game when i pay full price you know yeah like if you're gonna release half a game like i basically street fighter 5 came out in 2016 
this game isn't coming out to 2022. That's fucking six years ago, right? I don't want to go buy a game that has like no arcade mode. That has like yeah. 16 characters, like nine of which, 10 of which are were in part five. Like, I don't want to play for pay for a half ass game. At least make me pay 20 bucks for it. And as you start completing the game, I'll start paying more money. Fuck that. I'm not paying 60 bucks for Street Fighter 6 to play some bullshit. You know what I mean? Exactly. I'm yeah, not that huge of a fan one. of the series. Like, whenever I play a Mortal Kombat game, people have a lot of shit to talk about Mortal Kombat. But guess what? When I play a Mortal Kombat game, I get a full blown story, an adventure mode, a fucking everybody has an ending. You know, the game yeah. is pretty fun. Like I get a game. I don't get yeah. some shit, you know, some bullshit. You know, yeah, I, exactly. I, I'm just tired of them doing that. The Resident Evil series, I feel like they're doing well. A part four remake would be huge. Yeah, so part four remake true. would be awesome. Yeah, and that's already been confirmed. I was even part of the league. They already said they're moving on a four, which I'm a little sad about because I would have preferred. Uh, for as crazy as it was, a Co-Veronica would have been dope. That know? game is... That's the game that deserves... Yeah, they're just trying to do fan service, though. Yeah. I'm a fan. Like, they know right. that... They I, know I, I exactly. I matter. <laughs> yeah, they know Co-Veronica was more of a cult following or, like, you know... It, it had, like... So it was more of an obscure title. Yeah, but it was awesome it was on Dreamcast, so man. Yep. I love that game. Yeah. It's my favorite one, I think. Um... Yeah, exactly. No, yeah, exactly. Before the like the new ones or or before four, yeah, that was definitely like the best game to me. I yeah. loved part. I loved Cold Veronica. Yeah. Um, and then it was exclusive on Dreamcast, so it, it felt crazy. It was like, damn, nobody, yeah. you know, until they finally re-released it on PS2. But before that, it was exclusive. Yeah. Right. But uh, but yeah, another uh, news. We also have um another rumor, uh, or I guess a or what is becoming a rumor is uh GTA Six, which is funny because we all were just talking about about that um that's been taking them forever on our last podcast you know to release the next gta and apparent and then we also talked about potentially them adding a map because i was saying you know they should separate the game out you know give us the narrative and just expand your expand your online separately and it looks like that's that's literally the road they're taking so they'd be listening to us (laughs) i think you know even before we published it i think i think they just they just you know they just know yeah they're just reading our minds over there because it's like it's funny we 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 talked about the end we have other news you know about other things to talk about we'll get to that in a minute but uh but yeah um that's like what three things that we discussed you know, on the podcast, so I'll let uh, Adam Cat cover those. Say, we got more coming is. up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, but that uh, we talked about and that industry connections, man. You know, we we out here talking to Hideo. You know, we we got Kojima online. We got Keely online. That's yeah. true. You know, so, I know. Yeah. Tell them my secrets, bro. You can't tell them all the saying. secrets. I mean, you know, gotta let the people know. <laughs> gotta let the people know they're hungry for info. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, the there was a they released a, a new map, uh, I guess a trailer for the new map in GTA Online, and there was some coordinates or some numbers that popped up on the bottom somewhere. I didn't even watch it, and they apparently, you know, as the internet does, they threw it in Google and found a, a some like a winding road that forms a, what looks like a numerical six. Mm-hmm. So everyone's like, oh, that got to be GTA Six. Oh shit! Oh shit! And where in the Virginia, country was the uh, the road? Do we know, Virginia? It was just in Virginia. Oh, okay. I'm not sure where, but everyone, <laughs> the jokes yeah. on that are pretty funny because people are like, people are like, oh, it's going to be about uh, meth heads and <laughs> Shit, <it might laughs> heroin be. addicts. And <laughs> I'm like, hey, it makes good, it good could GTA, be like I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Old school bootlegging in Appalachian or some shit. 
<laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. And then the last the what, to round up the 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 rumor. Well, not rumors, but things that we covered and kind of expands on on what I was saying about you know leave the G, leave the online as its own thing and and just make our narratives that everybody's we well us at least here in the pie has been dying for is uh is them going standalone with both gta 6 and i mean gta 5 online and red dead online so there's going to be like an introductory like five dollars and you can buy and you can play red dead online or you know without having to actually purchase the game which is that seems like the route they're gonna go which to me that's kind of good if you think about it only because now you have your separate worlds, you know, or whatever. And just like now Warzone is already doing, they're separating their, their battle Royale from the main, uh, multiplayer. Right. Yeah. And you know, now you can release narratives and I really yeah. hope they do something big with this. Like, I really hope that now that they have separate engines, they can release their GTA six narrative and, a, you know, maybe a red dead, you know, you know, four, I mean, uh, three before the PS six or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, uh, you know, we don't have to worry about the online, but, you know, we'll see. Is Red Dead we'll Online see. doing that well? Not at all. Okay, I was just wondering. <laughs> I'm like, they're, like, really dedicating that much time. I didn't know it was doing that great. But, but it, it's okay. not. It's funny that you asked that because it's really not doing that great. Only, But mainly it's their fault. There, there's, there's been bugs and, and content droughts. Hmm. So apparently it's not doing that great. Yeah, so, I haven't heard anything you know, maybe about it forever. Is, so. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah, not, like, not like uh, GTA. Well, my yeah, bad, GTA has a bunch. I think it's just real hard. Like the era that the game is placed in, you think about it, there's not a lot you can do that they haven't done already. Well, what yeah. I was always like, thinking is they need to go goofy. They need to just take it over the top. You know, they could still make things old school, but like have like blimps or something, or like put rims on your carriage. You can like paint them gold and like you know just outlandish shit. Yeah, but it would be fun. I mean, That's true. Yeah, I think I think that they would do well by adding in a lot of like yeah, those cult missions. I'll lose my mind. Sorry. <laughs> like those cult missions or like the UFO stuff that could tie into Grand Theft Auto or whatever. All right, yeah, that would be cool. I think that'd be awesome. But yeah, I guess it's just, you know, it's it's hard to think up content because those guys are they work. So if they're not putting something out, they just hit a snag, man. They're like yeah. writer's block. You know? Well, I'd, yeah, I'd say the narrative stuff is tougher for Red Dead Online. But in terms yeah. of like the fun visual stuff, I think they can do a lot more and they're just like holding back. Or True. I think it was a mistake separating them. Like instead of instead of Red Dead Online being a, its own complete own thing, I think they should have just made some somehow made, you know, even if it was a different engine. Well, it's not even that different of an engine. I think it's like a similar engine. But they should have they should have. I think they should have just combined it. Like maybe you know because they already got goofy in 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 GTA Five. Like you exactly. You know, you go into a to a map and it's like the most wildest scenery and you're standing on big squares shooting at other players and it's it yeah. doesn't make any sense so they gotta easily just like that mod for gta 4 through in like a time machine car or something like that and had you go into like you know the red dead universe how I mean, how far would that be you could just jump into some shit it transports you to the you know that would be cool. like they could just have fun with it like you said yeah but I think that to me, that's why they're doing bad. I mean, hopefully, oh, I think man. if they just merged all that and had like oh, giant worlds you could pick from and play in, and or your currency can go to e- either or, because I mean, that's what they care about is you buying exactly. shark bucks or whatever <laughs> it's called. Yeah, you can buy like shark a DeLorean cards. with your shark bucks, and then you take it to eighty-eight and fucking go back into the into the past into Red Dead. You know, and think about it with those new SSDs. That awesome. would be fire with the new SSDs. Just <laughs> yeah, have that would kind of uh, be outrageous. That would be pretty nuts if you end up 
like they had a whole time traveler uh scenario in that game um it'd be cool if you came across that guy again and he just takes you to different GTA games. Like you go to three, you go to Liberty City, Imagine. or like just change the graphics or something, <laughs> or have like a little cutscene. Though, <laughs> yeah, cool. like have them end up in Max Payne. Like, uh, I don't know. I I think I'm in the wrong town. <laughs> maybe, maybe Rockstar's working on an MMO, and we don't know about it. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Maybe that's why. I mean, they could totally do GTA World <laughs> Worlds or whatever. Oh, like a like a West World, like a virtual West World. Yeah, yeah exactly. Different, exactly. Different worlds of GTA or right? different worlds of Rockstar. That'd be cool. I'll find out, guys. I'll find out. I'll, I'll talk to my source. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, yeah. Uh, Dig in. You know, I'll, I'll Which one is that? That's not even that far <laughs> from the truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, that's kind of true. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think they got some cool stuff lined up. I think, uh, you know, them doing what they're doing is definitely hinting at the fact that they're looking to leave that separately you know like the gta online and red dead online they're looking to kind of move away from that because they understand like what we were talking about last time like that attention being so much on like those games feeling so relevant so relevant still Mm -hmm. takes away from the you know the launch of a part six like it really doesn't feel like part five has been gone it's never left you know yeah exactly i think they just have to remember what got them got them to this point and it's the popularity yeah. of the single player and the narrative and all that that you know that yeah. kind of was the groundwork for the online and that's why it's so successful because exactly. it has this whole overworld already built into it exactly. um, so we need we need more narrative we need more true more single yeah, player yeah for sure True, true. But uh, but yeah, um, yeah. yeah so I guess uh, that's if that's all I got. Uh, I think uh, Jose, you're up. Something oh, yeah, you got well, any um, news for us? Yeah, I have some stuff, man. I mean, um, I was kind of surprised to see. I don't know if anybody is aware about what's going on with the big house. Um, I don't know if anybody's aware what the big house is, but the uh, the big house is one of the larger, you know, Super Smash Brothers event series. Oh, okay. Right. Um, they've been a thing since like 2011. Okay. And uh, it's pretty much like an annual convention for Smash fans. Gotcha. Um, but it's in the Midwest. But people come from all all across the world for this. You know what I mean? So pretty much um, they were having an online uh, competition. They were moving everything to an online competition because of COVID. But randomly, um, you know, Nintendo comes out and sends them a a cease and desist uh, note. Wow. So, yeah, they just stopped them in their tracks, man. The biggest thing they have going on. And uh, Mm -hmm. if you go to the website, it reads, The big house is heartbroken to share. We received a cease and desist from Nintendo of America, Inc., uh, to cancel our upcoming online event. We were informed we do not have permission to host or broadcast the event, primarily due to the usage of Slippy. Sadly, all our competitions are affected. We are forced to comply with the order and cancel the Big House online for both Melee and Ultimate. Refund information will be sent shortly. So, yeah, that's a big deal. That kind of sucks. Slippy. Way to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but Nintendo, yeah. they're just... They... They're so stupid, though. Like, they didn't need to stop this shit, you know? Exactly. Like, what was it? Like, over... It's like some... They're saying it's like... uh, Because it's... Illegally obtained software or something like that. It's like, you know... that That's yeah. why they don't want them using that slippy thing or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. Gotcha. I mean, yeah, is this because they just don't care about this segment of their fandom? Like, they're just always aiming for, like, really young... Younger kids... So for this, they're just like, yeah, cool, but you know, we don't really. 
Yeah, I, I mean, mean the, yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure what it. I think they just get real weird when people are doing something they didn't think of first. And it's not like mm-hmm. this is new, you know. Like Super right. Smash Brothers Melee was released in 2001, so right. they're using Slippy to run the program and you know be able to street, you know, get the online aspect on. And right. they just went in and stopped it. I would love to think that Nintendo had something similar planned, but they don't. <laughs> you know, they nah, just exactly. <laughs> yeah, because it took yeah. them forever to even acknowledge the the uh, melee community, mm-hmm. right? Because you know they're always like, oh, but or even to help with competitions. A lot of competitions were third party, and Nintendo had no part in them. It was like it was the fans that finally like was pushing for it. So yeah, yeah, it's Nintendo that they they just. Damn, they, they get real real stuck up when it comes to their their ips and it's like any any kind of precedent set by by third parties they don't they don't want any of it and exactly i hope it doesn't catch know. on because there's another like going kind of back to what we talked about in the last pod about um twitch and the dmca but there was another like big wig in uh the gaming um developing community and um he basically was like you know twitch is right or the you know the content owners are correct and you know um everybody using twitch is using it illegally because they're all streaming gaming footage that they don't have licenses to stream and they should all be paying for licenses to stream because they're making money off of this so like and they can't do it without the game so they need to you know they need to be paying all of us they're lucky right now yeah it's just such a crazy attitude stadia yeah exactly yeah he was yeah he was the head developer on stadia and then he he left but i think that's just such a shitty like idea or like feeling or whatever to have towards it because it's like you're getting so much publicity and like so many more eyeballs on your product than you normally would have because of this to then try to turn around and like it's just such a shitty thing i don't know this is all twitch's fault (laughs) it's all because twitch's fucking bullshit with the dmca strikes that has gotten so severe over the last few months uh, where they're striking everybody for music, mm-hmm. people are saying, "What the fuck's the big deal? This music is like, you know, from years ago." And you 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 apply that logic of the artist needs to get paid for their music being put on a stream. They started to you know they're starting to apply that to the video games itself, not considering the fact that Twitch is a fucking game streaming platform. So it's not like. You know what I'm saying? That's like if Spotify yeah. had a streaming platform and you play music that's on Spotify. You know, like, I mean, right. it's not exactly the same, but you'd expect music to be a part of a fucking music podcast. Yeah. Well, that's his thing. He's like Twitch is an illegal operation because they're not paying, you know, these these content creators or these game developers for it. And listen, I, I, I see that if you want to really follow it to the letter of the law, but like, you know, just if you think about just common sense morally business wise it doesn't make sense to try to fucking charge people to stream your game no one would do it and no one would see your game yeah like they're getting the most exposure you know how many yeah. games i decided to play because right. i would watch a random video on youtube exactly and i'd see the the video in the background playing is some shit i never saw that's how i got into overwatch there you go you know what i'm saying exactly tons of games i'm sure have sold way more copies than they would have like look at just um someone else use it as example I'm on this video that I was watching earlier, but just look at Among Us. You know, Among uh-huh. Us was out for what, like two years or something like that? Yep. Uh-huh. And no one even glanced at it. And then it hit uh-huh. Twitch and all of a sudden it took over the fucking world. Yeah. You know? And that's so. because somebody with a fucking, you know, a handful of players who 
had a decent reputation or a lot of people with small reputations mm -hmm. sometimes all it takes is one person with a big reputation it could be a doctor disrespect it yeah. could be a ninja it could be a you know it could be a soda yeah. it could be anybody it could be t pain t pain loves yeah Twitch, you could you know? they could break <laughs> they could break a game you know what yeah. i mean like do you under do you understand that games like fortnite would not have been as large without a platform like that's fucking ridiculous exactly exactly you it, know it like just... you're gonna pay fortnite you know you're gonna play epic to play to stream your game that's free exactly yeah that's fucking stupid yeah it's just, yeah. A, it's like, just a shitty sentiment you just bought the game like people own the game anyway that's the thing like i that, that's the part that doesn't it's just there's so many loopholes in this shit that it's just like bro yeah stop it you know like either it's all okay or none of it's okay like if we bought the game i consider that giving me a right to stream the shit because the platform is meant for that if anything the beef between these con these game developers and the company should be with twitch itself not the creators right, not yeah. the content creators exactly. like yep. twitch are the ones who are putting these guidelines on like it's not their fault yeah it's not the content creators fault that's what the platform was built for yeah, and, you know what I'm saying. And either way, it's it's not like you're like, all right, someone turns, you know, goes to Twitch, and all of a sudden they're playing that game for free through that streamer. It's like you're exactly. watching, you're watching a, a 1080p quality maybe video of gameplay through. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not some amazing experience to yeah, that exactly. degree that you know you're stealing a sale I mean, from them. Stop it. Yeah, I mean yeah, the only that games that that do suffer i would say is just the story the super narrative based games at most and i could see that being one of the only things that i could see like maybe twitch saying like you know like you have to give maybe some time before you know right. you could stream those yeah that's the most i would say is like because that definitely hurts um that right. definitely hurts those developers when you know people won't buy a game because i mean once you've seen the story i right. mean something like yeah. you know dark you know dark pictures anthology or you know something like that like Telltale you know you don't series. need to play it if you've seen the whole most of the narrative especially the you know it has a twist of an ending i mean once you know the ending that's it right yeah so i mean yeah. i would say at most that's the only thing that has anything but everything else especially like I was say, how many no people are watching game. those streams anyways though you know yeah exactly well know. you know there has its, its niches i mean apparently yeah. there was somebody complaining about it but you know again yeah. but you're right like i doubt it's that widespread where it's like really destroying Especially the bigger name games. Exactly. You know? But yeah. yeah. It's true, man. Like, I mean, it's just a slippery slope. I think that that's why I say I don't see this platform really doing. I think people are just going to get sick of it. It's already annoying. Every time I hear about Twitch, it's some stupid shit. It's like, I don't even yeah. want to go on there anymore. Recently. Yeah, for sure. I mean, unless it's to watch me. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you stay away from the drama. You know what I mean? And you're not really affected by the bullshit that's going on. But it's just crazy like yeah I, i'm tired of hearing about the pokemans and you know the fucking it's the same group of people always in some shit or you know pokemon today said a five dollar but shut up man no one gives a shit it's how they stay relevant, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's how they stay that, relevant. Yeah. you know like i don't care about pokemon man like there's so many better streamers than that girl i don't want to see her just fucking sit there and talk i've never seen <laughs> it i'm assuming because she's attractive you look pretty 
Yeah, she's cute, you know what uh, I mean? She's just not, that's not these. what people go there for. I know there's a huge group of people who do go there for that, but I'm saying me personally, yeah. I don't go there to see fucking cute girls. Yeah. I want to I see, so, I'm, I'm there for something specific. Like, I go there to see a certain game or, <laughs> right, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Support my friends because I know they create cool content, you know? Right, yeah. But um, other than that, it's like, I'm not there to have conversations with people. Like, full-blown conversations, IRL, watch somebody eat ramen. Fuck out of here with that. <laughs> Yeah, no, nah, it doesn't sound very fun for me. You didn't watch my twenty-four <laughs> hour only ramen stream. <sighs> <laughs> like I like the streams where you see people walking through like Osaka, just because I'm not out there. I want to see. Oh, let's see what they're up to right there on the other side of the world. Word. You know, but other than that, it's not like I can't do that every day. You know. Yeah. Hey, more power to them. They're making a good living. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? Um, in other Nintendo news, I'm, I'm strictly Nintendo today. But uh, mm-hmm. in other Nintendo news, um, the most expensive video game ever turned out to be a very rare copy of Super Mario Brothers 3 that was sold at auction. And this was sold for $156,000 on Friday. Jesus. That's it? <sighs> That's it, man. That's it. It was cheap. It wow, went cheap. What a discount. <laughs> I wish I had known. I would have started bidding. Yeah. Hmm. yeah and I mean, the, uh, the record previously was held by... Um, heritage auctions and um you know it was super mario brothers the first one that sold for one hundred and fourteen thousand dollars earlier this year and if anybody out there is wondering i know that we have some listeners who probably collect and you know pay attention to this kind of stuff but um you know pretty much this is a complete inbox version sealed of mario brothers 3 now what makes this one extremely rare is the fact that the word brothers like bros is located on the left side of the box instead of the right so it covers some of mario's glove and the amount of copies that were made of this were very very limited so if you come across a copy of super mario brothers 3 and the word brothers is on the left hand side covering his hand then um you you have a if it's in decent condition you have a very nice uh, chunk of change on your hands got like five of those i didn't even realize yeah, man, I need Imagine. to bring him out of retirement. Yeah, you know? <laughs> well, my shed real quick. Be right back. Yeah, but um, you know, what do you guys think about that? What do you think about? I mean, if you had the money and you wanted something bad enough, like, do you think you could see yourself spending a hundred and uh, close to one hundred and sixty grand on a on a cartridge? I mean, for a for a misprint, I I don't think so. Like, I mean. <sighs> If it was just, I, I could see myself. If I had like, you know, we're talking tons of money, where 156 grand is like nothing, you know, chump change. I mean, if that was really the case, I would say uh, maybe just the game itself, like just for, to collect it. But yeah. I don't think I, I don't think I'd really care that much about like collecting something. You know, like if I already had this the regular game mint, you know, wrap, you know, with everything in box, I probably wouldn't care about that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like just just having the OG original. Which, because I do, I you know, I've become somewhat of a collector now, so you know, I understand. But like, you know, I would but say I limits, man. stuff like that, huh? I said, but they're limits. Yeah, I don't know exactly. Like, it's, I don't think I'd care that much. I really just don't care. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I couldn't see myself spending that much on a cartridge. Like, I'm sure there are weird things that I'm into that maybe other people wouldn't see the value as much as I do. But mm-hmm. I don't know if it would be to the tune of 156k. That's uh, yeah. that's because what do you like? You know, you can't use that for anything. You can't. That's just yeah. Like, 
that's a lot you know it kind of goes like the it's, it's weird man i don't know like i know if a few months ago i was reading about how there were a lot of like uh people like comic book collectors and like coin collectors who were getting into video game collecting mm-hmm. because they that was like the next thing for them to jump onto but they don't know shit about anything involving risky. video games so there's people trying to like make like a complete inbox you know uh donkey kong country seem like it's worth fucking thousands of dollars when it's not right i mean you know, it people, might be plenty somebody. of people have that yeah you know but it's them raising up that value just yeah. because they're hyping it up and it's because they come from a world where they do that shit non-stop you know yeah. what i mean like in the comic book world i i saw a guy spend 30 grand on a spider-man comic Oof. you know at comic-con a few years ago and that shit blew my mind and i know that's a world that that's always been a thing in but yeah it's just kind of like man i'm not really trying to <laughs> Are we trying to hear that? Uh, So, (laughs) like, I get it. I do because being like somewhat of a collector, getting I get. I'm the type of person that I get certain things that I know I want Mm -hmm. and that mean something to me. Right. So I'll spend a great amount of cash on something that I like. If you, I don't. I can't think of something that I would pay that much money for. (laughs) Yeah, me neither. Besides, like a Lamborghini. Um, You know, like I, I really can't think uh, when it comes to video games, like something that would be so. I don't know, like something so rare that I'm just like, oh, fuck, I have to have that. I can't think of it. Can't really think of much. I, I'm not saying that there's nothing out there. I'm just, I really can't put my finger on it right now. But yeah, that's that's pretty yeah. big. Yeah, I can't think of anything I'm trying to. And that just, <laughs> I really can't think. Especially yeah. in just a video game, like, no. An, no. an original PS1 Metal Gear Solid with his hand Ooh. covering the, <laughs> the yeah. S. Listen, I'll tell, you, I'll, I'll, the... you, I'll tell you something oh, I'll pay I, I a good would, amount of money for. I was going to say, if like it was like a real misprint of like Metal Gear Solid, where like none of the enemies get exclamation points, but they get like question marks instead. Oh, like oh, like the game itself yeah, is fucked like up? like a real <laughs> bug like that. Like that I might pay for because that's just fucking amazing. Yeah, or like if you give me a certain version of the game where like Otacon's, you know, character is swapped out for like you know, but fucking I, like the kernel or something. Right. And this is from the factory. You know what I mean? Like no one touched it. Like it just yeah, came. No one like, touched yeah, it. Just like that. Fifty of these. Yeah, you guys are right. Like, way. and it's like, oh shit! Like how that happened? Like I don't know. Let's fix it. Yeah. That like, feels fire. more like in tune of what it is because it's a video game. So right. seeing a video game with some wild shit that's like kind of reminds me of um the way GTA San Andreas has the hot coffee. Right. Mind if you have an, a, right. an original copy of the PS2 version because they got reprinted, ah, see, yeah. so they got re-released. See, that's so, cool. Okay. Yeah, there you go. That's a really yeah. good example, I, actually. I actually have two perfect examples. I'll keep them short, and they're both Kojima related. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, I know everybody. <laughs> and for those who don't know, we like Kojima here on the podcast. So. He's all right. Much. <laughs> all right. So one would be if there was a like this is something I'd pay fucking money for. If there was just like a shareholders you know, uh, version of like a hard disc of PT. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like something that was like only 40 copies were made and it was given to the people who worked on it. That yeah. right there, I would pay a fucking, I would pay money for. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like a hard copy of PT with an insert and the credits and all that. And like maybe a few songs that related to the soundtrack that sure. right there would be in some like art artwork or whatever. Like a little package that was given out to these people, that would be something I'd pay money for. You could put that on a that chain, and it would legit yeah. be more rare than diamonds. Exactly, that'd be that'd be the shit. Yeah. Also, 
um similarly this they actually did something like that back in the day in the 90s for metal gear solid um metal gear solid they had a premium package which was they had a silver and a gold now the gold version was the one that they gave to the shareholders okay so anybody who was a shareholder of you know involved with konami back then they it came in a gold box okay it was a large gold box like it real had gold? the japanese well no no oh. it was like gold you know like just a color oh, okay. um metal gear solid you know it had it said premium package on it. it had the japanese lettering at the top it came with a metal gear solid white t-shirt that i've never seen in my life you know nice. and then it came with a book inside that said uh classified information and in that book is artwork by yoji shinkawa okay oh. And then the game is packed inside, nicely sealed, alongside the soundtrack. Nicely sealed. You've seen this before, have you? (laughs) I have. And it came with dog tags. That's fire. It came with dog tags. It came with the Foxhound Special Force Group patch. It came like this. That's what I'm talking about. That kind of stuff. That's the kind of shit I'm paying money for. I mean, yeah. Stuff that makes me feel like... You know, stuff that makes me feel like a tight connection to like, because that yeah. that's something I really give a damn about. Yeah, something like, that says I, you were there. Yeah, like when it comes to mo- like movies, I pay like an arm and a leg for the original Chucky doll. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> or the original Michael Myers mask from Part Four, even though it's the shittiest mask in the series. Like, those are the types of things, like something tangible that feels like, oh man, this is this is it's something with a little history behind, not a fucking typo. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. yeah that's true. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, those premium packages are on eBay. You could find those on eBay. What? Some of them go upwards of nine hundred, a thousand dollars. Okay. I have thought about pulling the trigger. Damn, that's not Don't that bad. It. Shit. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's <laughs> worth it. But um, I'm probably gonna spring for the uh, silver, the premium package in silver. It comes with all the contents I described, mm. but it's just not gold. So, <laughs> just the box being gold is what makes the price so much crazy i mean the silver one is 195 dollars oh okay versus the gold which is 1100 dollars. you know what i mean yeah also the gold has japanese lettering across the top Uh, gotta go gold there we go yep gotta go gold that's it sold glad glad we had this talk guys good talk (laughs) (laughs) all right well in other news um io interactive this is something that you know we foretold once again um, yep. But IO Interactive is working on a new Bond origin game, 007 Hell Returns. Yeah. So, yes. nice. yeah, I mean, we brought that up in one of the last pods, and I'm actually really excited about this. Have you guys played like The Last Hitman? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I played a little bit. I of never it. got to play it. Yeah, okay, my my boy loves the Hitman series. So okay. yeah, what do you think? You think they can pull it off? I'm yeah. I, I don't know. It doesn't. It, it's like Bond is one of. The, I feel like he's like an interchangeable character so if anything if they could just get like some good acting down make it a you know half decent story thing you know they can make it fun because gadgets yeah. come on yeah you can make this awesome <laughs> exactly i don't know why it feels like a while since i've had a game with like cool gadgets like i don't know maybe i'm just no, not it's true enough, like but... you know yeah uh but moving then... on or right, did you have mm-hmm. something else no go on okay um NVIDIA is going to be joining um, some of the other cloud gaming providers, and uh, it's going to be bypassing Apple's App Store and launching a mobile web app version of its GeForce Now service. So basically, everybody's kind of picking on Apple now, now that Epic has opened that door. So. Wow. Yeah, and I think Stadia is doing it. Microsoft's about to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they they shit on Microsoft. So Microsoft's like, oh, we're going to do our own web based version. So, 
That's crazy. Yeah, so they, they're going to have a, a few legal battles on their hands. Um, up next after that, we have the new price for the, I guess, the new generation of games. And um, if you guys were paying attention, Jim Ryan, who is the CEO of Sony, actually in an interview mentioned that $70 is a fair price for PS5 titles, um, suggesting that, you know, if you measure the hours of entertainment provided by video games such as Demon Souls, I think that's a very straightforward comparison to draw, quote unquote. Um, I call bullshit. I don't know. Something yeah. about this doesn't feel or sit right. I feel like games have only ever gotten easier to develop as time has gone on. Um, mm-hmm. And I know that teams are big. I definitely get that. And then they're spending more on production in certain areas but i feel like they're already making a ton of fucking money i don't know what do you guys think yeah i mean this fallacy has been has been debunked because people love to pull the whole you know games haven't gone up in price in forever or like back in the 90s games were 60 and 70 dollars because of cartridges and you know or, or whatnot but you know look at look at gta 5 going back to that really quick mm-hmm. that game in three days made a billion dollars just off of normal sales no microtransactions none of that nonsense and it was what i think it was a, was it already 60 yeah it was 60 because the 360 yeah, games were 60 it was definitely 60 yeah and so come on you're telling me that you, they made all their money back and then some it's the highest grossing like just regular sales game you know i think in history i don't think anything's beaten that three-day billion dollar uh amount so i think you know bring good games and you'll okay. make money yeah <laughs> I, I think that's half bad not half bad a billion yeah, it's in just three greed. days it's just yeah. that corporate greed yeah you know? yeah it's just it's insane they they make so much money and that's that's not even to mention how they've been i feel like giving us less of a game every time every generation it seems like they give us less and less game for the price yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess I get where they're coming from because the whole thing is like, you know, it's a Sony first party, so you're getting that quality and blah blah. Which, you know, they're right; it's quality. But another thing that they that that I feel like they're full of shit on is that, yeah, maybe, you know, sixty, you know, seventy dollars, blah blah blah, is good. But you got to remember nowadays, everything's going digital, which right. means which which in you know extends the pro- the the opportunity to make money on the game indefinitely yep. so that means that you're going to be making money off of demon souls and whatever first party for you know years upon years even if the price drops still you yeah. people still you know you you have the opportunity to make tons of money over the course of the life of your service and there's you know no manufacturing I mean? costs exactly so you're just selling you know downloads after a while and you know and as you get more and more people you know signing up for your stuff it's like come on like you're making all your money back and then some exactly not to mention the dlcs and all this other not they're making a ton of money they need to stop with the nonsense yeah at least that's what i think think. i think just more people are going to be waiting for those price drops because i mean they're Mm -hmm. inevitable and we all know that you know except unless you're nintendo and they're no Nintendo, and I think they know that, you know? Yeah. Fair. Yeah. No, it's true. I don't think it's right. It's like, before I could see why a game would cost a certain amount, that was it. They delivered a game, they worked hard on it, and that was it. You got what you got. Now everything is, you know, updates and downloadable content. So it's like, if you want people to pay for something, you could easily make that 10, that 10 extra bucks, add that on like a few months later, and make it like a download you know people are gonna get it 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like people are gonna make give you the money that you're looking for. You don't have to add on like the ten dollar, the ten extra dollars. While it may, while it might not be anything that breaks the bank, it's just still kind of ridiculous. Like, come on, man. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't it, like what's gonna happen when PS6 comes out. Games are gonna be eighty bucks. Like that's fucking silly. Yeah. If you go by that logic, you know that he's going yeah. by. Yeah. It's fucking silly. Listen, they could justify it somehow. Maybe we'd have a conversation, but they can't. You know, it's not like we're getting demonstrably bigger games or more in depth right. games saying, or exactly you know, and they're just using logic or or it's you know fairness i'm like nah right yeah <laughs> like, exactly exactly but let's not rant too long about that um another bit of news call of duty's mp5 has been nerfed so snipers can camp safely once again the range on the mp5 was gun wild and um cold war yeah it was so <laughs> so they've nerfed <laughs> it so that's that's fine i'll accept that um Avoiding Cyberpunk 2077 footage is getting very difficult nowadays. Um, trailers everywhere, walkthroughs. There was like 16 hours of gameplay, I guess, that a lot of reviewers were able to talk about. Yeah, and somebody streamed it. Yeah, yeah someone streamed it early. That's right. So I don't know. It's just like it's really annoying trying to avoid it. Do you guys like generally try to avoid upcoming games or do you like seeing everything you can before it drops or like? For for this one, I haven't seen any. I haven't watched any of the Night City Wires. I haven't. So for oh, it oh, depends really? on the game. Nice. If I if it's a game that's almost guaranteed to be good, mm-hmm. you know, in some capacity, um, or I'm gonna get no matter what, then yeah, I'll, I'll I'll avoid everything. Yeah. Like even if it even if I hear day one, you know, or it leaks before the tenth, and somebody and people are saying it's complete garbage, I'm still gonna buy it. Right, yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. just they got me. <laughs> yeah um and also sticking with cyberpunk they introduced or uh, announced rather the streamer mode um which will yeah help for people who will be streaming the game it will automatically turn off uh specific music that it you know figures or knows will trigger uh trigger a dmc takedown a dmca rather takedown so that's pretty cool of them to do yeah, and I think we're going to be seeing a lot more of that in, in big AAA titles is, is DMCA mode. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, to me, that's the industry embracing streamers. So right. th- that whole idiot, you know, uh, who works for Stadia was saying, you know, they should. It's like, no, the, the, the industry knows and they've already embraced. And you have a, a big studio like CD Projekt, yep. you know, embracing it. You know, they know that, you know, there's games are their game is going to sell yeah. regardless. Right. It's a good game. You know, it's probably going to be a good game. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah the game's gonna be pretty big man i it just scares me for the future of what we got coming because i love being surprised by stuff man like i hate yeah i hate shit coming out like that huge capcom leak it's 2020 man like there's no reason why capcom should be getting hacked or there being a fucking data leak like yeah what the fuck like what's wrong with you guys you have like get a clue and it's, it, then again, it's like the leak wasn't even, the reason why nobody's really talking about it is because it's all shit we felt like was coming. I was going to say, yeah. yeah, at least it's like stuff that we expected. You know what I'm saying? Part of it just feels like, okay, like, it's like, it's like fucking James Cameron saying well. he has like four fucking sequels for Avatar coming out soon. It's like, dude, <laughs> nobody cares. We haven't seen part two yet. Like, we don't care about part five. It's definitely not. Like, we know it's coming. Just let it come out when it comes out, man. Stop talking about it. Unobtainable. <laughs> What if the leak was had Titanic Part Two? (laughs) Jack's Jack's Revenge. (laughs) Jack's Revenge. Yeah. Titanic Two. Jack is back. (laughs) And he's bringing the door with him. I thought you died. (laughs) Yeah, me too. (laughs) 
What if he just comes out and kills the old lady? <laughs> he comes it's been 84 years. Actually, it's been 85. There was space for me. You were trapped in a time vortex. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It should turn into like a Kojima fucking, game right here. <laughs> yeah, shit turns into fucking Terminator. <laughs> Jack's revenge. Oh, and uh, last but not least for the news, just uh, the Xbox Game Pass has added a bunch of new games. Notably, we have Gears Tactics, um, Destiny 2, the expansion Beyond Light, Planet Coaster for the consoles, um, Final Fantasy VIII, the remaster, which is pretty cool. No, not a fan of it. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that's it. Just a quick little mention for uh, anybody who's interested. And that's it. Nice, nice. nice. Hey, you've been a little bit quiet over there, Feffer. You still with us? I'm here. Oh, shit, that's right. <laughs> oh, we have to, like, splice her in, like, drop her little words in between everything you said. Ooh. Right. little ah. DJ just ad-libbed. Yeah, exactly. Hey, <laughs> we might do that. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, that's, that's true. That's true. Um, <laughs> say, that's a really smart idea. Oh, that's a really <laughs> smart idea. Nice. I'm going to abuse the shit out of that. <laughs> Throw it in every five minutes. That's great. Every time I speak. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. What the fuck is wrong with Capcom getting hacked? That's a really smart idea. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, perfect. Well. That's gonna be good. Well, you're in the correspondent. I know you got a little bit of you got any any news, any game releasing, anything for us, Pfeffer? I do. So this week we've got a few games that are just coming out, and today's the 24th. So in a few days we got. Um, as a matter of fact, actually today there's a little platformer called Hop Up. It's a little difficult platformer. It's kind of like a slingshotty kind of looking thing. Um, that one looks really cool. Uh, there's also what I'm actually kind of looking forward to. There's Isolimus, for anybody that knows uh, Michael R. Fisher, okay. who's also made, uh, um, he's he's actually got a few different games coming out, but War Room is the one that I actually first played. I actually found it on sale on the Switch, and I was like, what is this random claymation looking game? And I loved it. It was like 10 minutes long, and actually find out it's free on Steam, so if you want a weird little experience, <laughs> definitely check it out on Steam. This is Isolimus? Again, it's War Room. No, War Room. Oh, okay, War Room. Okay, gotcha. Isolimus is coming out on the 26th, so mm-hmm. definitely look out for that. Um, and taking a, a kind of a deeper look into that, he's got a few more, few more games coming out. Some later 2020, Ultra Strangeness, and uh, another one coming out next year. So definitely keep an eye out for that again very very artsy very creative all claymation very short keep that in mind but very cool yeah very experienced yeah yeah yeah. it's interesting stuff sometimes it's about the quantity the quality not the quality (laughs) exactly (laughs) exactly Exactly. yeah definitely that's why i love indie games (laughs) yeah that's cool there's definitely a huge quantity of them (laughs) 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 but um no that's awesome thank you so much for that fiffer Actually, All right. Huh? Actually, I've got oh. another little thing up my sleeve over here. Mm-hmm. So, oh, so you guys know uh, the? Do you know Panic? Mm-hmm. The people who What's created, that? who that published Untitled Goose Game. Oh yes. And Firewatch. 
Firewatch, that's where I know him from, yeah. And they're also Ooh, nice, going to yeah. be helping and and release that play with your food game. Oh, All right, I didn't hear about this. So by that guy, that that guy who develops by himself, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So they're actually in the works right now of making a handheld game system. Oh yeah. Really? Yep, oh, it's wow. gonna come out early next year. Right now they. They're looking for developers to work on it. It's got a crank. It's yellow and it's got a crank. So some <laughs> oh. games are going to use a crank. Some games aren't. And um, I'm totally waiting for that. I need one. Interesting. <laughs> I've seen that. It looks like a, it looks like a DS, uh, like a Game Boy Advance, like clamshell dealy, yes. right? Yeah. And it's yeah. got a, like a black and white oh, screen too. Yeah. Yeah. It's like an input. Yeah, I heard of yo, it was, I heard about I thought that came out already. Nope, not yet. Uh, yeah, there's gonna be some exclusives on that. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. Mm-hmm. They've already got a few games already set up for the first season. Um, they've got like the, the box details and all that stuff set up. And soon enough they're gonna let the, the software development tools, the kit out for wow. for free for developers because of course they're going to want to find people to develop for that thing so that's a really cool cool idea. i want that even if even if it's not that crazy i'm definitely collecting one of those because oh, i is... want it i want to play yeah, that's a really good design <laughs> this looks like apple designed it yeah the, the, the idea sounds like some nintendo shit but i'm surprised that you know like they, they, they have they have no nothing to do with it which is awesome to me right Hopefully it'll won't cost a billion dollars and have some cool stuff with it. That's exactly, awesome, exactly. Awesome. It's pretty sick. This is awesome. And I wonder what uh what operating system is going to use. They're they're actually making their own, so they've got oh, people nice. working wow. on that. Yeah, that's what's up. Because yeah, they're mm-hmm. using like Raspberry Pi. You see, now that's something that you want to have. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, I want one. I'm definitely want to put one of those away and probably have in, and then definitely have one to like just you know mess yes, around I with, have fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's what we need in this world. I mean, creativity and having like an independent like hardware uh, releases sounds pretty crazy. And mm-hmm. yeah, you know, with all with with cell phones and everything, it's like the days of the handheld. Now the switch being you know taking over uh, what you know where the DS, you know, uh, was. Now this you know things like this could be really cool. Like this could be you know fill fill a niche market. You know yeah. where where the DS doesn't exist anymore. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Well, it, you know it's still there, but you know what I mean. Like the the support for that, yeah. simple right. easy games, and the hand crank using stuff. Yeah, I could see <laughs> Kojima coming out with some wild ass game. We got to crank. <laughs> oh yeah, forever on that shit. One more time, my lord. That's cranking. <laughs> yeah, and by the way, listeners, that's it's Hideo crank. Kojima we're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the, crea- the creator yeah. of Metal Gear and. Um, Death Stranding. I, I'm not sure uh, that we've talked about him on this podcast yeah. before. How do you pronounce the but first name in, again? Um, <laughs> Hideo. Hideo. Okay. All right. Kojima. You, um, you know it's crazy. It's per- Never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfectly possible that he's coming out. Like somebody, they're keeping the lineup. I'm from what I'm reading right now. Um, you know, the first season of this is going to include 12 games mm-hmm. over three months. And you know they they're looking to keep the lineup a secret, but one of the people who's in the lineup is Katamari Damashi's Keita Takahashi. Mm-hmm. Oh and yes, that's I'm a huge right. Yo, I'm fan. So I knew he was yes, working on something new. I just I never knew it was for this. Yes, yeah. so, yes, yes, yes. That's pretty sick because I'm a huge fan since part one. Like oh, I yes. love that fucking game. Agreed. Same here. I know, and this thing's you know, gonna that... have Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. 
That's wow. It's got the works. Oh my god. That's cool. That's what I'm saying. Like, like we need this. That's why I'm like, I love stuff like this because this is unique. It doesn't feel like a cash grab. Like, hopefully we get some, even if it's only a few games. I mean, come on. Like, you don't, you're not gonna have like a massive library. So having like a nice solid, you know, 12 games, you know, that are exclusively made for this thing. You know, that sounds awesome. I and it's what I think it's gonna run for about 150 bucks. That's awesome. I need a left-handed crank. This is Oh, that's true. very discriminatory <gasps> towards me. I'm noticing Same. that. I, I yeah, you're a lefty, lefty too? Wait a minute, you're a lefty? Who, me? Yeah, you. Fuck yeah, my whole life. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I forgot about that. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know nah, you were a lefty. I, became a, I became a lefty in 2008. You know, I just felt... <laughs> it, it just felt like a good move for me. You know what I'm saying? Li- living as a righty, it wasn't doing it for It me. wasn't your truth. It wasn't your truth. Yeah, I wasn't living... I wasn't being Google. myself. Mm-hmm. True to myself. That's right. Wow. <laughs> Feels like Games' Stay entire real, family is left-handed. Except for him. Oh, wow. It's because my man is unique. Yeah, my parents are both lefties yo <laughs> i remember that yeah <laughs> two lefts made a right <laughs> well since <Yeah>. like uh <laughs> two lefts <laughs> <two. laughs> be here all night folks don't forget to tip your waitress oh shit yo I, I mean hopefully they have like a detachable crank like maybe that thing that it's linked in you see there has like That's a little yellow hoping. button maybe you could squeeze mm-hmm. it and like pull it out and put it on the other side I would think they're thinking about that shit because, I, you know, well, they better that, that'd now. be the major, that'd be a major, like, fuck up. Yeah, that I mean, would be. I wouldn't doubt I mean, it, though. You know how often lefties get ignored? Yeah. <laughs> I would need not a leftorium. <laughs> yeah, we really do. Leftorium, exactly. <laughs> um, all right. Well, since we're still on the topic of indies, that, that brings us and into And that was the, the news. Sorry. <laughs> Talk to me of the day, 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 day. I don't know. I need to come up with something new, but uh, sound effect in here now. Um, but yeah, so uh, so as I mentioned in the in the beginning part of the podcast, uh, we were going to be discussing uh, the future of indies, and with helping us with that is going to be Pfeffer. But before we get deeper into that, uh, I wanted to talk to Pfeffer a little bit. Um, as some of your, some of our listeners already know, Pfeffer is my wife. Uh, <laughs> she is currently in the same home as as me right now. Um, uh, we both started streaming. Specify that you guys know each other in real life. <laughs> Why did he specify yeah. that? Like we live together, even if you can believe. You know? Yeah, that's 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 part of the joke. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so we both started streaming. <laughs> I hate all of you. Um, <laughs> back in uh, 2018, uh, you know, I, I it was it was I started the uh, video games X Life brand around that time, and I decided to start streaming as you already as a lot of you know. And she joined me on that endeavor. Um, so yeah, so how you doing, Pfeffer? How's everything? How have you been enjoying being on the, a little silent, but ha- being listening to us rant here on the podcast tonight? Fantastic! This is so different hearing it from in here than instead of hearing your your loud self in the living room. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm sure. Acoustics I always have to wait sure. till the stories on on the actual podcast when I listen to it each week. Oh, exactly. <laughs> one person talk to himself, <laughs> right? Definitely a different world when you're doing it live or being the person hearing my loud ass voice. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, but yeah. So, like, we were talking about indies here. What is there anything you're currently playing right now? 
So right now I'm I'm actually playing Tearaway Unfolded. It's something that I, I actually played back in 2018 and I got distracted. I get very distracted on games and I picked it up again and I love it. I love it so much. It, it uses all the different features in the PlayStation controller. I'm swinging at shit everywhere. It's great. It's nice. fun. It's quirky, yeah, colorful. Awesome. Nice. Now cheaper. that wasn't. That, that's not really a, an indie game, but that is. You know, I know, we talked about that earlier. It's a little bit. Uh, it, you know, it feels like an indie game, and that's definitely what a lot of those strive for. That, I think mm-hmm. that was made by Media Molecule, which is owned yes. by Sony. But, uh-huh. but yeah, right. That's it. Definitely yes, has yeah. like a huge uh, indie feel to it for sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Um. So. That's actually the only thing I'm playing right now. What I just finished. <laughs> it's called I Am Mayo. I'm not sure if anybody's heard of that. <laughs> Rogue. I've heard of it. <laughs> I have not. So I, the, the first one came out back for Vita. And pretty much the whole thing of the game, spoiler alert, is you're tapping a jar of mayo. and um, But it unlocks different storylines. And you go through it and you have a little experience with Mayo and all its different little side stories. And then you just kind of it wraps it up really nicely. So this is part two of it and it does it all over again. It actually changes it up a bit, which is really cool. I enjoyed the hell out of it. So and it's only a dollar on Steam and on the PS5 oh, nice. or okay. four, excuse me, PlayStation Store. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's mm-hmm. on. Yeah, you played it on PS5 though, right? Yes, I played it on PS5. Mm-hmm. Nice, cool. nice. Yeah. Is there any games you're looking forward to um, coming to? I mean, any? I guess any console or, or PC. Um, one that specifically uh, is called Stray. That one is the the one that you see the world of of cats. That one cat walking around the city. It's like, what is this cat doing? Where is this cat going? <laughs> and then you play as the cat. Yeah, you play as the cat. And it's great. I, I look forward to that thing because I don't know what the hell you're going to do. But yeah, I, I definitely want to play as a cat. Yeah, cat. Yeah. Agreed. I'm interested in that. That's awesome. <laughs> Isn't it like a, uh, a, a like a future game too? Like there's robots yes. and stuff? Yes, exactly. Yeah. I guess it's yeah. a little cyberpunky, right? I guess yeah. you describe it as that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember seeing this trailer. Yeah, yeah. See homeless robots looking at the stray. Like, he's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm the one. Okay. Damn and, homeless robots. Well, is, yeah, they, I Hate see. Em. This is why it's great that you're here to remind us about this because this is some of the. There's so many awesome titles you just kind of forget about when you get all amped up and kind of caught up in the bigger news. You know. Mm-hmm. That right. this stuff kind of gets looked over, and this is where the real creative uh, awesomeness is. Like, this is something I'd have a lot of fun with. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. a question mm-hmm. I have is like, what exactly nowadays constitute constitutes an indie game? Because you know, we have we go from like these small games or smaller uh, games or studios um, that are indie are obviously indie to the ones like star citizen which build themselves as indie but have you know when they raise 300 million it kind of seems like maybe that's not a really good description of what they are right so what would you say Um, that is like pfeffer i mean well because the indie games are are just that they they are independent teams they've got the smaller either 
one person teams you got the smaller teams and i mean sometimes they they get a break and even get hooked up with uh devolver digital you know and mm. so like um like my my friend pedro you've got uh what's the other one isn't fall guys what's fall guys is part of devolver too you know they made it big they just okay. got crazy with the social media right right mm-hmm. right okay Right. So I mean, I would say I think I think when you when it comes to indie games, I mean, it's I think it's also uh I guess how it is portrayed like you said. So I think it's a mix of uh cuz I mean, they, it it goes anywhere from not having any publisher. I mean, that's true indie when you're just literally independent of a publisher and that's usually what it's supposed to mean. Right. You know, that but so I think I think over the last especially that it's blown up over the last 10 years, we have you know, I guess I guess it's, it. I guess the definition has gotten muddied a little bit. Yeah, you know. So That's what I was asking just to kind of define it. For yeah, I mean, to myself. you, Pfeffer. Yeah, like what? What would you? What? But what do you personally consider like an indie game? That even, you know, what would mm-hmm. be your definition yeah. of an indie game? I mean, just the the smaller smaller groups, the small the, the little people. <laughs> so, like, let's say even Dwarves? even let's say um, <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like the like, let's say recently, um, Spinch came out. So Spinch is part of Akupara Games. That's that's a, a publisher that's four years old, but they're still okay. quite small. They're still working on stuff, and they're they're working on different things. There's Noite. There was um, um, what was the game that you played games on stream? Uh, Gone Viral. Gone Viral, and mm. even Spinch. Spinch. They they actually got um the the Canadian arts, the media. Um, I forgot what it is. Like they had, they pretty much got sponsored by the the media arts company out in Canada. That helped get them the the funds f- to make Spinch, and then they were able to work on it like crazy. And they had this crazy cool platformer game that I love. Right. You know, okay, it was mm-hmm. a huge hit. Yeah. yeah, that was that game was very fun, very colorful, psychedelic. I love the psychedelic colors to it and the wild music and effects. Yeah, oh, that game cool. was very fun. This is Spinch. Mm-hmm. It's almost like mm-hmm. Meat Boy. Yes, Spinch. Oh, okay. That's awesome. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's a cool. speedrunner's dream. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool, cool, cool. And what are some of your favorite titles, You would you say? All-time favorite indie games. All-time favorite? You know, you know, all, a lot of people love Undertale. Without a doubt. Right. Hands yeah. down. Don't even think twice about it. Undertale. Music is great. Story is heartwarming. It's, you, oh. If you haven't played Undertale, give yourself some time. It's very fun. It's very quirky, definitely, and mm-hmm. um, it's got a great story. Whichever path that you do choose, uh, uh, hint, hint, few paths. <laughs> um, but absolutely, music is amazing. I can listen to that all day, any day, all the time. Um, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, also, Limbo and Inside. Mm. Those yes. two games. Yeah. Were so good. Yeah. Those, Play dead. Yes, exactly. Yeah. They were kind of creepy, but you were just so curious. Where are these children going? And <laughs> of course, you go through the whole mess with them, and it's just crazy. Such a good playthrough. And I'm not going to spoil the end of it at all. <laughs> Definitely go play those. Yeah, I still have agreed. to play Braid, that 
<sighs> wow. Canada. Yeah. 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 Yes. Awesome. Yeah. I still have to play that. So that's on my list because these nice. two. And I actually played them backwards. So. Oh, okay. But either way, I mean, they're not connected. It's just yeah. kind of similar. Um, I already mentioned Spinch. Spinch is definitely a, another game that's caught my heart because it's really just really fun. The music mm-hmm. is great. It's definitely a fun, fun thing to play. Yeah. Um, another game that I do love is Rockwin. Uh, mm. Laura Shigihara made Rockwin. She made a great... That's another heartwarming story. It's a tearjerker for it sure. It is a tearjerker. Mm. Can't uh, that. It's a tearjerker, but it's so good. If you play through it, it is that is that itself is an experience itself. And once once you play that, you can't go back. (laughs) (laughs) Never the same. No, you're not. (laughs) And um, last but not least, one of the one of my first quirky ass uh, indie games that I played is called McPixel. Yes, okay. Pixel. <laughs> so that's that's made by Sasazowski, and mm. he is. I, I remember him being on an interview. They called him like the Frankenstein of <laughs> game creation because <laughs> he's made so many so many kinds of things. He started off on the Commodore sixty four, and he oh, wow. worked his way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And this was back in like the nineties in Poland. Oh, so crazy. while everybody was still working on on the next next gen stuff, he was still working on the Commodore 64, making his own crazy things. Wow. Um, but McPixel is wild, very unexpected, extra quirky, very fast paced. And uh, <laughs> that one you should definitely check out, too, because it's wild. It's wild. Nice. Definitely check it all these out. <laughs> Yeah, McPixel's a fun little one. That one, it's it's you know, it's a, it's a retro inspired like those little like a, like almost like Atari looking graphics, but it's hilarious because mm-hmm. it's just it, like break it down a little bit. What's that about McPixel? So you're there's a like a everything's gonna explode. You have a bomb in each of these little levels that you're going through, and you're supposed to find a way to uh, <laughs> turn the bomb off, deactivate it. Or you can just fail it and just let yourself get blown up. And the thing is, you get like, like you, you get like, you can platinum it pretty much with your little achievements. You can find all the ways to lose, all the ways to win, and then go on to the next level and do the same. You have a few different levels and it's definitely fun. Mm. Like you get so hooked, you want to find how to detonate it, how to just avoid it completely. That You just want to see all of it because it's just it's crazy. <laughs> I gotcha. That's cool. Yeah, and it's like it's and like it's that. a it's yeah. It's really <laughs> funny how you how you because like she said, you have to. It's not only. I mean, yeah, you you beat the level by finding a way to disarm the bomb, but you don't platinum the level or get gold on the level unless you find all the ways to blow up the bomb. Right. And the and finding those ways are hilarious. It's always some weird, stupid shit. Like you you'll kick something and it'll blow everything up, and it's just like you know, or you'll throw it in the garbage can and run back and you know, like it'll yeah. be some silly reaction to the bomb about to blow. It's a funny That's little cool. game. It's it's definitely a a, a fun little play tonight. It's probably dirt cheap. Um. Yes. Which is one yes. of the greatest parts of that. Yeah, that's awesome. But yeah. 
But yeah, um, I was gonna say. Uh, so moving on a, a, along a little bit in this, um, I want to give our own little like uh, input. So you know, give my some of my favorite games. Now, um, one of the first games that does pop in. Well, before I even get into that, um, I would say the one indie game that I really, really got into um, was uh, uh, Hotline Miami. That's probably one of the first yeah. games that I like got stuck on. <laughs> And that's made, yeah. that was one of Devolver's, uh, that's what put Devolver on the map. I think it was the yeah. first game they published. And that game with the music and the way you just killing the gore, and it's just like a top-down GTA-looking, you know, uh, old-school GTA-style game. Mm -hmm. Love that game. That game is super fun. Yeah. Really you talking about Hotline story. Miami? Yeah, Hotline Miami. Yeah. Excellent game. Storyline was crazy. Colorful. Gory. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And funny and weird, too, with the whole mask thing. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. you collect all the masks and all that, different powers with everyone. Yeah. It was awesome. What are some of your guys' favorite, like, indie games? Um, I mean, for me, it goes without saying, I'm a huge Play Dead um, fan. Inside and Limbo were just such great experiences, visually and just emotionally those move those games left you feeling like what the fuck happened yeah you know yeah like, limbo more was just kind of like a little bit of a heartbreaker won't ruin it but yeah. you know you, you get the vibe from the way the game is presented and then inside just left me completely like what <laughs> you know like <laughs> like i <laughs> yes. love that game like that yeah. game picks up like crazy the last like hour yeah. and yeah. there's so much weirdness going on in there and i'm actually i know that those guys split up uh, the guys from uh, Play Dead, you know, one of them won like seven million dollars in a lawsuit or whatever. Yeah. Um. So now those two studios are separated and they're mm -hmm. kind of doing their own thing. But there is a very, very, very limbo inside-ish game coming out of Play Dead soon. It's supposed to be coming out. So um, I'm hoping that you know maybe they were saving it for the next gen. We're here, you know. So yeah. Now is the time. You know. Um, that that is definitely one of them. That, that that would have to be the leading ones for me. I love the Shadow Complex. You guys remember that game? That sounds familiar. Um, I don't rem I remember that uh, name. I don't remember what the game was about again. Yeah, Shadow Complex was awesome. That was a platform game, and it was by uh, Chair Chair Entertainment, and they were uh, tied to Epic Games. And um, it was released in uh, yes. 2009 for Xbox yeah. 360. Yeah. And basically you're like this guy like running through these fucking futuristic ass soldiers and it's like the, the graphics were so crisp and smooth but it was a 2D side just side yeah. scroller. Yeah. And you just you pick up a shitload of what kind of like if you want to think like a more modern day contra but just not as crazy as contra. Contra's like very uh high octane, you know? This game was a little slower but so awesome and then you collect parts to a suit at the end where you could just fly around the map and do a bunch of crazy shit like it was it was awesome it was awesome that, that was a great game yeah this uh the art style at least reminds me it, i think it was like the first indie game like this with this art style and it started a chain of a few that came out after that kind of just right. had the same look like almost like kind of hyper realistic look but then yeah you know, 2d and, and side scrolling but like um swapper was yeah, like that right. swapper was fun right. um subnautica really good, yeah. i think right mm -hmm. so they, they had a few like that um yeah, yeah and they were just good um, i didn't mean to cut you off but yeah no no it's cool it's cool um 
other than that, Mark of the Ninja, man. Mark of the Ninja, me being a huge fan of Tenchu and a huge fan of, like, side-scrollers, this game was pretty much both of those two things put together, but yep. with, like, kind of, like, a cell-animated, like, cartoonish feel. Um, did, did any of you guys ever play Mark of the Ninja? No. Yeah, I played a little bit of it, yep. The game is awesome, dude. Yeah, You're very just fun game. Fine. Hanging out in the shadows, uh, taking out enemies, dragging them into doorways so they don't get spotted by the cameras. Everything relies on stealth and like, you know, yeah, uh, power ups that you unlock and stuff. Very fun. That's so, awesome. Yeah, indie indie games on the 360, honestly, because that's where it started for me with Limbo. Um, when they when you know, Limbo was on the 360, and then this was on the 360. Shadow Complex was on the 360. I was having a lot of fun with indie titles on the 360. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's where they began with the Xbox Arcade. Yeah. Yep. I'm like well, the, what we know to be indies started there, yeah, because indies right. always been around, but True. yeah, 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 yeah. Like I didn't mean like it started there, but like for me, I played, I found myself playing a lot more indie titles because I was never a PC person. Mm-hmm. So yeah, being right. tied to consoles my whole life, indie games like this started to become more normal for me when 360 started to you know get them more because it was yeah, like, oh, no, shit, that's what I'm saying. Like right they, they kind or... of. They kind of uh, 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 mainstreamed that that name because in- Indies right. came out from the Xbox Arcade, yeah, uh, or right. whatnot. Yeah, with Braid and all that. So yeah, like that's 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 the crazy thing that a lot of people don't talk about is like you know X- Microsoft literally started started the indie revolution. That's right. You know, with games like Braid and and the other one that we talked about, Geometry, uh, Geometry Wars. Wars. Yeah, put yeah. some spec on their naming. Hell yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Those are my you like... know what I would love to see. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut no, you no, off. No, no. Intelligent Cube. That's it. I just want to see a new Intelligent Cube with an oh, online yeah. aspect. PS5, Sony. I know <laughs> you're listening. Tracing. Make it happen. <laughs> and it'd be sick if you could play as different characters. Like imagine replacing instead of having that little person, you could play as that little person, or you could create your own avatar, or um, you know, replace the avatar with like Spider-Man or Astro or you know, popular P- Sony characters. Right. That'd be that'd cool. That'd be fucking sick. That'd be dope. Hell yeah. I never realized how many indie games I guess I played. I'm looking at the list now, and like, like Cuphead was awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh, Dead Cells was amazing. The Binding of Isaac I loved. Um, yes. Limbo, like you said, was just amazing. Um, Firewatch I really enjoyed, even though it's super. You know, it's just really narrative and slow pace, but just great storytelling. Really liked it, and a pretty game too. Um, yeah. Then, of course, Braid and Highline Miami, Undertale, Inside, Shovel Knight, I really liked. Um, but you know what? <laughs> I don't know if it was my favorite, but one that I had a lot of fun with. And it was, as I'm looking here, it's actually one of the only like multiplayer ones that I'm seeing here. Um, but right. Nidhogg. I've always seen that name. I've never played that game. I fucking <laughs> loved Nidhogg. It was just, you know, 1v1 and you have like a rapier and you're just like fencing sort of as you try to make it to the opposite side of the screen and then, you know, switches screens like three or four times until you like either left or right until you get to the very end and you just have to fight each other until one of them gets to the end. Um, nice. And then at the end you get eaten by a worm. So uh, <clears throat> the winner does. Yeah. <laughs> And that's the whole goal to get eaten by the worm <laughs> but yeah it was just really fun like it's just one of those really intense games you know what i mean like it was one poke and you would drop and then the other person could progress so it was very tense you know the whole time you're just doing your best not to you know get hit 
Right. I don't know. It was really fun. You guys should have played it. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, I've seen that's one of those games that I always see like either on sale or I see it around and I just never freaking get it. Oh, I see. Oh man, the Faster Than Light, Outer Wilds was dope. Yeah. You know, it's a game that yeah. like, and, and it's a shame that they don't really do it anymore because, you know, it's Ubisoft. But that you ever played that Valiant Heart game? Hearts game? Uh, uh, the Great War? It's about World War One. It's no. a really fun puzzler. Yeah, it takes place. It's you should if you ever see it, it's always on sale. I think it's plays. It's on PS4, um, it, it, and PC. But um, it's pretty much it's a side scroller, um, puzzle game, and it's it's almost like an inside or or whatever. But the narrative is, it, you know, there's talking and stuff. The narrative is all about uh stuff in World War One, and it's really heartfelt, and it, it hits all those like you know emotional beats or whatever but it's it's a fun puzzle game like you know you have to get to like you know there's like a door on fire and there's multiple levels and you have to maybe find a way to get to a switch without getting seen by by you know the germans and stuff like that and it's if you haven't tried that i highly recommend it it's very very fun nice um valiant hearts yeah it was part of ubisoft's like like indie studios thing that they were doing Mm -hmm. and you know you know how they are now they're all about microtransactions so i think you know there's not a whole lot you see from them anymore in 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 that in these types of games but that was a great one very very emotional and and just fun nice gotta check it out but uh, Yeah. yeah absolutely yeah um but yeah so so now with the new consoles being out you know new hardware new you know is there like do you think like and for for you Fefford, uh you know i mean i know you're not really like uh as much of a technology whore as i am but um mm-hmm. <laughs> is you know do, what do you do you, now that you know there's been like a good what like almost 12 13 years of so, of a solid indie games coming out like what do you do is there anything you think new console hardware could bring or just the future of indie games you know like anything you'd like to see or or whatnot honestly there's nothing specific that i'm looking forward to i just really like the indies and the different i don't know they do different things they do it different and right. uh, <laughs> they'll they'll bring different techniques they'll bring I mean, hopefully, like you saw with uh, Stray, they're they're got something different going there. Maybe not something. Maybe I'll verge on to something not 2D as much. Mm. Maybe a little crazier looking. Yeah. But um, I mean, I don't know. I'm just looking forward to it. <laughs> I just want to see what they got because everybody's yeah. yeah working on stuff. Because I asked that because it's like when you really think about it, right? It's like like we just said the the Xbox 360 kind of kind of jump started, you know, and 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 popularized the name in you know in indies, and you know a lot of these studios now you know when when the release of the PS4 and the Switch going you know full you know uh, full indie you know went full partnerships with a lot of indie studios and now they have their own like you know uh, uh, Nintendo Directs you know with with the mm-hmm. uh, what they call them nindies right yeah <laughs> or, really or whatnot obnoxious. you yeah. know i mean we have <laughs> what was that no i just said it's obnoxious that they call them yeah <laughs> call them something special like come on <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, so it's like they yeah, i just special. think it's right <laughs> i just think it's interesting that like now um when the ps4 and all that came out like we you know indies really blew up more than than that you know they were already getting big in in the uh you know, like I said, in the previous gen, and then when PS4 came out, and like I said, then eventually the Switch, I mean, it just went full force. Yeah. I think that, like, what I'm excited for, honestly, is 
is to see what all the all the successful studios that made it you know like you said like play dead you know even though they split up i mean they have something coming and you know a lot of these studios that had like their first successes i'm excited to see what you know what they can utilize now with the more powerful hardware because even simple you know pixel art games like let's say blasphemous which is a very fun 2d uh souls like game um you know, only it ran at a slower, at a lower resolution, slower frame rate on PS4. You know, uh, PC. I mean, you would think like a Nintendo-looking game would look better, you know, would, would, or would rather would run fine, you know, on PS4 like the way it would on a PC. But apparently, it didn't. So, mm-hmm. I'm actually excited to see like like you know, full-powered games. You know that, you know, that get creative, especially with the. I mean, not that they will. Hopefully, you know, since they are independent, they they you know they have less you know they have more incentive to be creative so maybe we see better things with like the haptic um the the, the triggers you know on the on the dual sense and right. things like that or or even the fast ssds now that you know uh things coming out with the ssd like i would love to see a game that like you know generates a brand new map in seconds or you know maybe even like we said time travel and you you know you hit some so i'm like is there anything you guys think you know they could take advantage or anything that you'd like to see moving forward in the next generation of you know hardware that's out now hmm i mean you know when it comes to games like games in general but you know coming to games like indie titles like the ones we were talking about you take a game like inside or you know limbo that utilizes the control pad and square and x i believe that's it it's like a jump button and a square mm-hmm. button to push and pull It'd be excellent to see how they utilize different parts of the controller or like swiping. You know, there might be certain parts and not in like a really annoying way where it's like, oh, I have to fucking, you know, shake my controller a thousand times just to get (laughs) past this, you know? Yeah. Like that could be fun. But for a game, a puzzle game, it could be kind of redundant if you have to do it over and over. Yeah. Just mean for like parts where, you know, you need to get past certain things. It'd be cool to see how they utilize it or like. You know, one trigger becoming stiff and the other one becoming extra loose and having to hit the swipe at the same time to unlock a door or something. You know, like things like that. It'd be mm-hmm. it'd be pretty cool to see how they utilize that because these are the types of games that don't tell you what to do. They literally exactly. throw you into the game. There's no instructions. Never. Like, play dead games don't have instructions. It's just yeah. the game starts. Yeah. That's awesome, mm-hmm. though. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I, w- I love that about it. It'd be cool to see how, like, they utilize the the atmosphere of the game to tell you what to do with the controller that'd be pretty cool yeah agreed yeah i don't i don't even know what they could do i'm sort of like with pfeffer um with this it's part of the charm and the um allure of the indie games for me is that they're so different than the mainstream games it's like mainstream i know for sure what i'd like them to like improve on for the most part but when it comes to indie it's like i don't know just want them to be creative be even more creative than they have been you know give us uh more colors more you know just more awesome cool things i don't know blow our minds do something weird Get yeah, wild. Like, <laughs> yeah i don't like, know how, how sick would it be to Get see wild. like your character <laughs> <laughs> how sick would it be to see your character walking into like a puddle of water and the reflection in the puddles doing something different from the character you know exactly. oh, that's, yeah like ray tracing like maybe like the ray tracing yeah. could be utilized like crazy yeah. like you have to use mirror like you're walking on a floor that has a reflection and you have to stand at a certain point of them of the screen to like you know with the where the sunlight's hitting a certain way 
you know, in order, you know, like stuff like that, like make your character on the reflection. Do like I could think of Play Dead doing weird Listen, shit like the that. The new hotness might be a sewing game, bro, where you can move the needle <laughs> through the fabric and you just sew clothes. All, I, I don't know. There's been out. more mundane games, you know, <laughs> like we have a bunch of simulators out there. Yeah. And 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 I'm glad you brought that up, uh, Jose, because that, that's literally what I've been like something that's been on my mind with ray yeah. tracing and like seeing games like Spider-Man and you see, you know, uh, on the PS5, you see the little reflections in the most subtle things, you know, it'll be like a freaking shiny doorknob and you see your reflection there. And I'm just thinking right. like horror games, man. Imagine oh, yeah. what Kojima, if he really is working on a hard game, could do with technology like this. I mean, he took he, he even with Death Stranding, you used every part of that controller for a basic ass PlayStation controller. You yeah. you know yeah. you used every single part of it, and that goes all that fourth wall type stuff goes all the way back to to uh, Metal, Metal Gear Solid Gear One, Solid. where the yeah. the vibration mm -hmm. to move your controller across the floor was one of the most like. <laughs> Oh my god, that shit had me in awe. To this day, I can't, I can't, I fell for it because I was like looking at it like, oh, this is corny. I was like, what do you mean, put my, put your controller on the floor and move with my will alone? I was like, okay, and I threw it on the floor and I had a hard floor and that shit vibrated to the left. I was like, ah. <laughs> you know, like oh. <laughs> so imagine a horror game where you're like walking through a house or something and you just see like you know the a face or something like really like, but that real hyper realistic like you know lighting exactly. where you know it's like a crazy reflection or your face is a demon or you know like i mean not that yeah, they couldn't yeah. do it now but i think the atmospheric yeah. lighting would make them shit so unsettling oh, they could just do it yeah, in like real that. ways now like imagine like a fun house with like a mirror exactly. fun house or some shit and yeah. bouncing that's light exactly off of what i'm thinking Did I still, like shit bad. like that <laughs> still you're right yeah no 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 you're but. that it's fine I, I didn't say it out loud it was just what i was thinking like that kind of stuff like you know yeah. imagine a silent hill game where it's like oh you enter the hall of souls um get the three souls to line up on all on all three walls and it's like you know you see the reflection and the blood on the walls and you have to get them to line up facing each other or something with the lighting yeah and the rage you know like shit like that is gonna be like we're not really ready for the type of weird shit that's gonna come out of this next gen especially with dudes like kojima oh, and that's Hideo Kojima, by the way, listeners. Um, <laughs> have you ever heard of him? What? What's his name? Hideo Kojima, um, creator of um, Metal Gear. I think we, we don't talk about him much, but mm. um, yeah, you know, like minds like that are going to utilize this controller like crazy because yeah. it's going to be such a part of the gaming experience. And, mm, yeah. you know, that's why I said Sony went full blown Nintendo on this one. Because this is the first time I've seen them go so hard on a controller where it's like, it's fun. You know, like playing that yeah. Astro's Playroom felt like playing fucking Mario uh, fucking Dynasty or some shit. Like, you know, like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and you're right. And even, and I don't know how they got to convince them, but the fact that, you know, Call of Duty, they implemented it, which didn't seem like such a hard thing to implement. But the fact that they got a third party to do it was awesome. And, yeah. and, it, it even you know i mean for for a very highly competitive controller players i, I understand like having a you know a, a rattling trigger may not be the best for some people but all, you know the single player campaign the zombie campaign like things that really don't require you to be super on point you know yeah. it's a lot of fun it, yeah. and it, and, it, and the immersion is pretty dope like i love the way it does like you pick up one gun it it clicks one way and you pick up a you know or if it's like a slower shooting like lmg 
you know, it clicks in, you know, as fast as the gun shoots. So when you pick up something with a high fire rate, you know, the fact that it really just like changes based on that, I think is is super awesome. And right now it is gimmicky, but, uh, you know, like you said, like either anywhere from from Kojima, which, you know, or or, you know, other smaller in- independent studios. I really hope that they they try to utilize that because that would that will that will make certain games stick out and it will really Definitely. It's giving yeah. PlayStation that edge, you know, yeah. uh, you know, and I think, yeah, I think that's a big deal. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Sony has already won the next gen. Well, because I just, <laughs> don't, don't, you're going to rile up the fanboys. Listen, <laughs> listen, fanboys, consi- listen, consider next gen. Listen, I mean, that controller alone, unless fucking Xbox <laughs> comes out with a new controller, you know, it's just, it's just already too much fun. And yeah. I think we have so many good titles coming up that. You think about if a new God of War is coming, which it is, you know, the new Horizon coming out, mm-hmm. uh, possible, you know, Silent Hill, whatever it is that's inevitably going to come. Like those series, th- that series is too fucking like beloved for yeah. them to not like they're working on some shit. It's, like, it's, it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when it's Capcom and Street um, Fighter. It's coming out. Yeah, it's, it's 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 coming, you know, for all these games. Like I'm just thinking about how sony's going to utilize that controller and how fun it's going to be i think it's going to really um especially you're not thinking about multiplayer titles like how you know you touching your touchpad on your end and me touching it on my end at the same time could create some type of power up between the two characters or shit like that you know? <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's all about the death too, and that's that's what I'm really, really hoping. Um, yeah. You know that they because that's what that's been everybody's uh. That's been everybody's um, what you call it, uh, biggest like everyone's cynical about you know is that you know will will developers even use it you yeah. know and that and I think that's the thing we have to worry about. I mean, I'm hoping like seeing like I said like Call of Duty being I know that I'm sure Sony either paid them or gave them some incentive to 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 throw that in their game, but um, I just really hope that you know developers see see you know. Well, I mean, you've been playing follow Spider-Man. their artistic visions, huh? Well, I mean, you've been playing Spider-Man. Like, would you say the 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 ray tracing really makes a difference? Well, well, we're talking about the control, but rate, oh, but the graphically, yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. Um, well, see the the well, I was talking about the controller, but it yeah. really, I can touch on that really quick with 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 the ray trace. The only bad thing right now, which I don't think is going to be always, is that it's kind of forced. So it brings down the the oh, you know, right. the games weren't Definitely. designed from the ground up with that in mind. So you, you're running out of thirty frames per second. Yeah. So it's just not not, not good. I mean, that's the yeah. problem right now. Yeah, that's yeah. Cool. It's just like, like I'm sure in the future you'll be able to run the fidelity mode by default while still running at sixty frames. Yeah, yeah, because um, Call of Duty does it. It, yeah. it already, and that's a fast moving. Game. I mean, I know it's a smaller game, but still, it, it does it. You yeah. know what I mean? It, it yeah. has the ray tracing fully on, and you can run the game at, at sixty fps. Yeah. Um, so we'll just have to optimize it. it. Yeah, exactly. It's just all about optimization, I think, at this point. But yeah. controller-wise, it does. The other thing that I noticed more games, more first-party games are used is, is really taking more advantage of the little speaker. And even though it existed mm-hmm. on the DualShock 4, like when you web sing with Spider-Man, you hear the little noise and the haptic feedback is a lot stronger now. Oh, that's cool. And, you know, you really, you know, you really, the immersion is really there. And then when you web sling, you know, it does, the, the, the R2 tightens up, you know, depending on, on what you're doing. And then the really? vibrations for wow. Miles Morales, yeah, that's awesome. That's what I'm saying. Like, like all those little things. Like, I really want to see more of that. Have and you played any racing games with it? 
Nah, not yet. Mm. Not yet. I've been, I'm like, I don't know what uses it too. It's like, you gotta, like I said, not everybody's using it, unfortunately. Even Demon Souls, I don't think really uh, takes advantage of it. Damn. Because I think they just wanted to recreate the first game, but. I mean, yeah, I'm, like, I'm sure uh, um, the makers of Gran Turismo, uh, I can't think of the name now. Um, it's not Polygon. Uh, but I'm sure, like, if they could, like, make it, like you said, tighten up the, the trigger, like, if they can make the brake, like, get tight as you exactly. like, that's. That's kind of amazing. That's incredible. Don't you, isn't that your favorite game, Gran Turismo? Nah, uh, <laughs> you. Uh, but I will. I, I will use the controller on my PC to play Forza. Yeah, I mean, and it's already possible through Steam it. right now, but not the not the not the triggers. Mm. The haptic feedback no, though is, is there, well, it's now. vibrations. But well, maybe yeah, Microsoft the, will answer because their well, their lead control is pretty fire. So also just to you know give you guys a little bit of info there there's a good amount of games that do support the haptic feedback so far um mm-hmm. you know we, we we know about is astro's playroom uh the avengers uh borderlands 3 bug snacks cold war as we talked about bug snacks. um and then games come like second quarter of 2021 you got the game death loop that's a it's supposed to oh be yeah it's fun. Oh. uh demon souls uh destructive all-stars devil may cry Five special edition, uh, Dirt Five, FIFA Twenty One, Fortnite, Ghostwire Tokyo for Twenty Twenty One, Godfall, Gran Turismo Seven currently Wait, does support haptic feedback. Oh, okay. Uh, well, this H- haptic, Horizon... and then there's the then there's the, the 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 triggers though. So those are two different things. Right. No. Well, what I'm talking about right now is both adaptive triggers and haptic oh, feedback. Uh, oh, perfect. The right. only game that's on this list that um, only for sure does adaptive triggers and they're not sure about haptic feedback so far is horizon forbidden west that is definitely huh. supporting adaptive triggers it's going um, to it's a first party it yeah, to. Say, yeah, yeah it's gonna do it yeah haptic yeah. feedback i think that it, you're just not sure how but the triggers make sense because you know she's constantly pulling on bows and arrows and exactly yeah, no. you know so and that loop make, is gonna have a, a lock when your gun locks the trigger's gonna lock that's fucking right. fire yeah that's yeah <clears throat> okay that's kind of cool good good for them Apparently, (laughs) Spider-Man Remastered has adaptive triggers and haptic feedback. I haven't played it yet. I've been I I jumped straight into Miles Morales. Yeah, I think everything in in Miles Morales is it's in the is in the thing. So yeah, because it's it's a little more subtle in Miles. I mean, in in general, in Miles Morales, it's subtle. So I think you know, but whatever you feel in Miles Morales, I think is in in the in the remaster. I haven't played much of it, but it's definitely there, like a little bit. Are we excited for Oddworld? The new Oddworld coming out? Yes. I am. Soulstorm? That's going to support Pfeffer it. Is too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, this is like a, yeah. a Switch, but like, because I'm just thinking of this now, and indies, like, I don't know of any in- indies that have um, taken on VR. Like, I thought I'd be seeing or hearing a lot more about VR this generation. Hmm. I mean... Yeah, the, I mean, most VR care? games are indies, though. I mean, a lot of them are indies. <laughs> well, like, because, I mean, um, because like Valve came and they really um showed kind of, I guess, the world how to do like VR the right way from what a lot of people said. Uh huh. Um, so I don't know. I figured I'd be seeing more, more VR stuff right about now. Yeah, no, it's there. We we just yeah. got the speaking of that we just got the um the Oculus Two. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, Rift Two or whatever, yeah, and a yeah. oh, Quest. Excuse me, Oculus Quest Two. Okay. And 
There's a, there's a big amount of, of of games on there. There's a lot more games than I thought in the in the Oculus Story, which you could just like look really? on your phone yeah. if you want to see. And I mean, the the biggest one is Beat Saber is an independent, you know, is indie, and that's one of the biggest yep. games. But then you have things like, um, I mean, even Phasmophobia, you know, which yes. is a big game. You, you enjoy Phasmophobia, right, Pfeffer? Heck yes, <laughs> indeed I do. Can't wait to play in VR. Oh, no, nice. Jesus, I, I don't know how I'm you do scared. it. But... <laughs> Yeah, and you're you're a fan of horror games too, right? Ooh, Pfeffer. Mm, I'm 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 on that borderline. Uh, you don't call yourself a fan? I've been intrigued. I've been getting closer to, to closer and closer to these horror games. They've they've been sucking me in lately, though. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice, nice. nice. <laughs> I mean, I think that's yeah. the other thing that's like missing from from the equation of like, you know, between indie and and next gen is is VR. Is that you know, like, using I have to say, using the Quest Two. Maybe we can do an episode on on VR. I might have to go to each one of your houses and <laughs> and let you play a little bit because until you <laughs> until you're in it with those controllers, you don't think you don't really think anything of it. I gotta right. say, what they like the progress that's been made from from like earlier stuff because i have a psvr and there wasn't a whole lot that i enjoyed on there but from from two years ago till now with the quest i have to say like it's coming up yeah it's coming up mm-hmm. the response the, the the screen fidelity is is great and it's for for a wireless headset on top of that right. um because it's optional you can be wired you can be tethered to your pc for your pc games but it stores a lot of uh games right into it and the screen fidelity is amazing when you as soon as when you first turn it on you when you're looking at the controllers perfect response times like you know you can see them wherever they are too so let's say someone takes one and puts it behind you you turn around there it goes in whatever whatever you're you know whatever you're looking at in your in the game it, it always tracks the the full the controller That's and cool. and it even sets up a barrier so let's say you got to move around for the game you can set up a, a make a circle in your house and if you if you start getting close to the edge of the circle a, a wall of lines come up letting you know you're about to walk out of your barrier it's <laughs> Um, it's pretty That's amazing cool. stuff. Yeah. Are you and uh, Jose yeah. going to do like the Black Mirror episode and <laughs> play that? Uh, striking, <laughs> striking vipers. <laughs> yeah, you can play some striking vipers. I mean, if we're both if we're both females, <laughs> I don't I don't understand how the how the how the guy who was the girl enjoyed the other. He ready you know. to become best friends? <laughs> I think the part that made that whole episode weird was the fact that the dude came to his house. With his wife at dinner and was like, "Come on, man, get on the game. <laughs> come on, bro. Like, come on. That's like me going to your house. Like, come on, bro. Just fucking play with me, bro. Come, come on, bro. Just, play some just bring me to please. orgasm just... virtually. Come on, bro. <laughs> pick Cammy and pick Cammy and beat me up. <laughs> yeah, she was. Little, you know, again, weird. I just don't understand how the guy who was the girl was attracted to the dude if he wasn't gay. I guess he was the whole time then. <laughs> or that, you know, definitely a little he, sweet for sure. Bro, that whole episode was insane, and then the fact that it tied up so smoothly at the end, where he just kind of lets his wife do her thing with her side guy once a month, and he gets to hang, hang out with his boy online and virtually fuck him. Like, <laughs> the last that whole episode was weird as fuck, but the last three minutes take that shit into weird. My word, weirdo, fucking wild time. <laughs> like that shit caught me come completely off guard and that was the best season of the episode of that that was the best episode of that season so yeah that, that, <laughs> that, was... that should tell you how that season went but <laughs> that was definitely oh, a strange man. one 
I was like, yeah. what in the world? Okay. All right. Okay. That's fine. All right. We're. <laughs> I think we're going to have to start wrapping this up. We went. We're, no. We're at a minute. I mean, an hour 43 right now. Yeah. What? Um, yeah. I mean, was there anything? Probably have to cut some of the talking out. But yeah. I was going to say, is there anything? Uh, any last things you wanted to mention or bring up, Pfeffer, or any of you guys wanted to ask Pfeffer any last questions? What I did want to, wanna, seg- mm-hmm. I'm, I'm actually kind of looking forward to us hooking up the VR to the PC because you know what other game that I wouldn't mind checking to see um, if it would work? Super Liminal. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Super Liminal that one's is pretty awesome. Very, very different (laughs) just the the the, that one you're you're in like a lucid dream and then your perception is very 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 it's changeable so if you place a little chess piece in front of you that's like the size of your finger and then you move it off into the distance and you see it look big then it turns big ah yeah i've seen it like yeah it looks really really cool actually so is that that already Yes, yeah. it oh, came out okay. uh, during the summertime for like Switch. It just came out on Steam the beginning oh, of this okay. month. Oh, all right, um, nice, nice, so, nice. That's cool. So now, I can you like stream in VR? Yes. Do people do that? Yes. 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 Okay. All the time. Oh, yes. Okay. Cool. Do you think yes, you're yes. gonna find yourself streaming VR? Pepper? I need. I need some more space. I need to kick this bed <laughs> out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but I sleep in that bed. You can sleep yeah, on perfect. The couch. But in the hallway. Oh, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. You don't you get, get uh, one of those. Um, you should get one of those uh, <laughs> built-in right. ring things that you like strap yourself into. The super slippery like bottom. Oh shit! Hey, oh. whoa! What are we? What are we talking about now? Oh, we getting freaky now. You know, it's. Yeah. Uh, I don't super know. Super slippery strap on. It's like a. You've seen it, right? It's like a ring. It's like a tiny personal ring, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But then oh, you kind of get stuck yeah, in the middle. Like you one... strap in, but then you can walk and you just slide around. Yeah, and you just keep going. Mm-hmm. Is that the thing where mm-hmm. you have like special shoes or something, and you're supposed to like let you walk on like a treadmill type thing? I think it's just like socks, yeah. and like the surface is just super slippery. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I seen that on on Shark Tank when when they were Oculus was first uh, coming out, okay, and it yeah. failed. It actually failed, you know, because they tell you whether you get the loan or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then they ended up selling that company for two billion dollars. <laughs> so those guys were Yikes. super wrong. Yeah, they're probably oh, wrong. Man. Those fucking morons. <laughs> yeah, they're wrong a lot, actually. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. You know, I'm looking but, at this super liminal game, and I'm thinking about how badly Valve needs to release a new fucking Portal for PS5 oh, and Xbox Series X. Now's the time. Bruh. That game started a little bit of a fire when it came out. If you guys remember, that game was a big deal. Oh yeah, it was well, really yeah. fun. It's my jam. It's my jam. Oh, yeah. Portal, Portal Revolution, make it happen. Yeah. Well, like I said, Yo, I think if I see an article, VR, so. <laughs> yeah, Maybe if I see VR a fucking portal. article about <laughs> a new Portal. Uh, somebody's tapping us. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> oh man! All right, this was a great episode. I mean, we did a lot of talking. We covered a lot of news. Uh, thank you so much, Pfeffer, for being on. Yay! Um, thank you for <laughs> having me. For, <laughs> no, for sure. Um, for anybody who doesn't already know, and like I said, uh, who didn't hear me before, <laughs> uh, Pfeffer does stream on Twitch usually uh, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays. Uh, you know, anywhere from eight or nine p.m. Eastern time. Uh, so catch her there. Um, and yeah, sometimes you'll see me there as well. But um, any last words for the people, everybody? Uh, live fast. Uh, yeah. Eat ass. 
<laughs> yes. Yep. Y'all cute. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. A win is a win. Thank you, uh, Vin Diesel. Um, <laughs> but have you heard his new track, though? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and yeah. It's the end of the podcast, now. everybody. <laughs> Catch us next week. <laughs> we try to release every Mondays. <laughs> no, keep it going. Keep it going. Oh, oh, to the podcast. That's right. <laughs> Uh, we, we try to release every Monday, so catch us at all your favorite spots. And uh, I think that's the end of the episode. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>